0: Everybody to the Horror's Edge Podcast, my name's Phil and I'm Stacy and today we're going to be discussing 2006 video game adaptation of Silent Hill. Uh, I just watched this film for the first time when I was at a hotel the other day, um, kind of blew me away. Now I knew of the Silent Hill franchise, I'm actually a big uh, video game fan with Resident Evil being one of my uh, favorite game series when I was a kid. Uh, had a playstation had all the accessibility to get silent hill but as a kid i did not know about this franchise at all this is one of those uh video game franchises that if you knew about it you played it you absolutely loved it but the majority of people out there didn't know about it um has a huge cult following right now i know that the silent hill games is somebody who collects and sells video games or some of the most popular and highly priced games out there um i had the first silent hill in my collection never played it uh (laughs) i ended up selling it was a black label one for like 180 bucks i have silent hill 2 in my collection i sold three for like 170 these are expensive games that's
1: very pricey
0: and i think the reasoning for that is they're good games and uh They didn't make a ton of them because it wasn't widely known like Resident Evil. Resident Evil 2 was my favorite game growing up, hands down. And uh, everybody who had a PlayStation had Resident Evil 2. So the game still holds value, but it's very similar to like Super Mario World. Maybe the best game ever for Super Nintendo, but since everybody had a copy, it's only worth like 30 bucks. So, I think that goes back to the Silent Hill franchise, so because not everybody knew about this, it wasn't as widely uh owned. There were a ton of video games that came out for Silent hill, though um I knew of most of these, so you have Silent Hill, which came out in ninety nine Silent Hill two in two thousand one three in two thousand three four the room in 2004 silent hill origins in 2007 homecoming in 2008 shattered memories in 2009 downpour in 2012 they did several remakes including silent hill 2 remake that's coming out for the playstation 5 soon uh they had a ton of spin-offs: silent hill the arcade in 2007 orphan in 2007 orphan 2 in 2008 orphan 3 in 2010 the escape in 2008 book of memories in 2012 uh I can't even say that word, lot in 2015, Ascension in 2023, so that's another one that's going to be coming out. So this is a huge, huge fan favorite, and usually when you have something that's so beloved by people, when you turn it into a movie, it sucks. Yeah. Resident Evil, I mentioned it before, it's my favorite franchise of all time, video game-wise. When that movie came out, People loved it. People who did not play the game yeah. <laughs> loved it. Yeah, It's a very good action movie. If you take away the term Resident Evil and you put in zombie film with the badass chick, I would love that movie. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you slapped the Resident Evil tag on there made it that way. I I couldn't stand the movie. It took a while for me to actually be able to take those films for what they were. Um now, that I think that it was the second or third one, the one with Nemesis, and it kind of uh, was better than the others, uh, but still not good. Uh, it's not until now where I'm actually just able to enjoy those movies for the whole action flicks that they are. I can now remove the term Resident Evil and be like, hey, that's great. And they came out with the, uh video game adaptation of Resident Evil called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. That game uh took so much from the video games. But if you are not a video game nerd, you'll hate the movie. Yeah. <laughs> because it just focuses on giving like the little the little smooches for the <laughs> fans. That's all that it is. Like you go into the police station, you're like holy shit, it's the police station and then you do this or you do that and you're like oh shit, that's awesome. Now the reason I'm diving so deep into that is because from somebody who I just recently started playing Silent Hill about a month ago. I turned my travel system, which is an Xbox Series S, into an emulator, and I have the original Silent Hill on there, and I'm not very far into it. I'm maybe four hours into the game, but I can already tell vast differences from the game to the movie. So somebody who's watching the movie with a fresh set of eyes and not a huge fan of the franchise solely because I haven't played it, which I plan on playing all of them, uh, Without breaking into my score, the movie is great. Really enjoyed it. I can only imagine if I had the love of the franchise, and I go into the movie, and the lead person that you control in the movie, or in the video game, is the father. Yeah. Not the mother. Oh wow. So now you watch the movie, and it's the mother, not the father, <laughs> and, okay. and if twists like that are like stabs in the back for people who play these games so i can only imagine how different my reaction would be to this if i was a huge fan of the franchise but taking the video game aspect away from it um we're going to jump in and rate what we thought of this movie one being dog shit terrible uh five being hey it's average you're not going to be offended by it ten being this thing is absolutely amazing where would you rate this one stacy
1: no, I'm not a big video game person, so I know that it was a video game, but I wasn't sure if it was, like, the movie came first or the video game. Yep. Either way, it didn't really matter to me, because I don't really understand the video game to <laughs> begin with. So I gave it a solid eight. It was my first time watching this movie. I thought it was um, a really good flow. The acting wasn't, like, over the top and super cheesy. It, it really held my attention from start to end, a little bit of confusion through the movie but i'm sure as we break things down it will kind of make more sense to me um the music and the uh the effects of the movie came out really well so solid eight okay what did you rate it
0: so i gave it a 9 out of 10 uh i absolutely enjoyed every minute of this movie the only thing's really that brought it down for me was some of the cgi didn't quite hold up now granted this is a 15 year old movie i understand it's not going to be perfect but and it had to be a cgi heavy movie there's no way that you can do this without it there are so many transitions that it has and creatures that it has that there's no way to do it all practical although i would like it if there was more practical than there was there's so much that you can tell that was not that i wish was um but besides that everything was great the story in it Absolutely awesome. Now, keep in mind, this is not something that I saw back in 2006. I literally watched it uh, three days ago for the first time, and then I came home and said, hey, I know what we're doing for our next podcast. <laughs> um, So today was my second watch of it, and there were parts of it the first time that I watched I was a little bit confused on, so don't feel like you're the only person who... uh,
1: (laughs) It's very normal for me to be confused during a movie, let alone a horror film.
0: Yep, but watching it a second time and knowing what I knew after the first watch, the second watch was better than the first watch, and that's not that common of a thing to be able to have. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it more, things made a lot more sense, I knew what to be looking for as things were going through it i love this movie it was great
1: yeah and as a first time watch i try really hard to yes i take notes during the movie but i try to immerse myself so that i'm focusing on the movie to get the whole story but i might lose things here and there that would probably kind of sew up the story for me and i understand that and that's why we do this breakdown so that it kind of fills me in on things maybe that i missed or you missed and you know get the full picture
0: yeah so far in this podcast i haven't done a podcast on a first watch for any of these movies i believe uh, it's always been on a rewatch, whether that's like Halloween ends where we watched it one night just to enjoy it, and the next night we come in and I take notes. A lot of these times this is going to be Stacy's first watch of this movie because, let's be real, you're not a big fan of horror? No. <laughs> you're getting there. You're getting to where I, you enjoy them more. I don't want to admit
1: it, but I'm starting to enjoy myself.
0: Uh, but you haven't seen a lot of these movies, no. and that's the key part of it. And I want to keep your first watch as – Record. And um, I like
1: that. I like that I haven't seen these, so I almost have this fresh set of eyes to kind of maybe catch things that yeah. um, kind of blow past you, which is really good
0: and I really try and make it that way it's at least my second watch that way I can take notes throughout the film kind of jot everything down and not have it take away from man I missed that on the screen although there are plenty of times I'm like sorry Stacy I gotta rewind to 30 <laughs> seconds I'm writing that entire uh, paragraph of lines that they just spit out because it's awesome which yeah. happened three or four times during this filming or uh, I need to pause it so I can hop on IMDb and like what the fuck is that guy's name yep. <laughs> I have no idea closed captioning is on and I still don't know (laughs) thankfully that was not a big problem this time although for the life of me i could not remember the name rose it's the simplest name ever and they say it a hundred times but i had to keep alt tabbing back to IMDb and like what the hell is this character's name (laughs) or scrolling up in my notes and oh there it is okay Mm -hmm. whatever um so that's why many times i mean I've seen so many horror movies, like so freaking many. Very few of these are going to be a first watch for me, but there are ones that slip through clack- cracks like Silent Hill. It's, it's a movie that not a lot of people talk about, um, and for the life of me, I can't understand why. It, yeah. Maybe just the fact that, hey, I never played those games, therefore I don't need to watch the movie, and that's why it's not talked about much, but this is a great movie. Yeah. Go out and see it. Uh, we're trying to keep this as spoiler-free as possible and not dive into it, but man, the the... Uh, monsters in this movie are freaking awesome. The yes. people that you're supposed to like are very likable. People that you're supposed without being over the top either, which is a very hard thing to do. Right. The people that you're supposed to hate, my god, you hate their guts. Uh, the
1: by the end you're cheering.
0: Yeah, you're cheering even though terrible things are happening. Absolutely. You're like, oh hell yeah. Um, and then by the very end, wow, hits you. So great movie the score in it too holy shit is the score awesome and i know a lot of this came from the video games like 90 percent of it came from the video games minus one or two songs that they threw into it which goes to tell you that the video games had some awesome scores behind it which i knew about the main one the uh like really fast guitar thing at the very beginning Uh, i knew that was silent hill thing because i've tested the game a hundred times before Mm -hmm. selling them um so awesome awesome stuff check out this movie if you haven't seen it 100 percent. so from here we are going to dive a little bit into spoilers but not going into the full breakdown yet before i go into it i like to hop on imdb and look at the trivia but before i even do that i found out that the video game of silent hill was uh derived off of the idea of a uh, real life place in pennsylvania let me uh, pause this real quick and we'll come back i need to pull that up to uh, find it. Okay, I found it. So, uh, while the environment of Silent Hill seems as though it could have only existed in video game nightmares, it is actually a very real place with a devastating history. The town of Silent Hill, West Virginia, is actually based on Centralia, Pennsylvania and in May of 1962, the city ordered to have the local landfill burned in an attempt to clean up the waste. The fire spread through unsealed tunnels and openings that led to an abandoned coal mine, thus igniting the fire that burns to this day. Local fires could not seize the burning, and the government quickly decided that the town needed to evacuate for the safety. Just as in the film, the air in Centralia is dangerous and is recommended that people do not expose themselves uh, to the environment for long periods. While most people left the few stayed until the fire would stop uh one of the only remaining buildings is a church that is still in use silent hill is very similar in this regard as only a few citizens remain in the west virginia town and continue to attend church services in 2002 the united states postal service suspended the town zip code and all roads leading into centralia while uh and have since been barricaded. Silent Hill follows the history almost to the exact detail, except in real life. Centralia is not plagued by cult witches or multidimensional monsters. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) As of right now, there are only two films in the franchise, but Christopher Gons has announced a third film is possibly in the works. The impressive attention to detail speaks to the severity of the historical incident. Silent Hill's use of the town as inspiration further emphasizes the true horrors that still happen in real life. And that's a uh, little bit from ScreenRant.com. So it's really neat how they could take this basic story of a abandoned coal mine that's still burning to this day and turn it into such a really neat uh, concept. Now, if you go to SilentHillFandom.com, it gives you like a breakdown of what the franchise is about. Uh, Silent Hill is a psychological horror franchise developed and published by Konami that began in 1999. The video game series has recently received strong critical acclaim, having revolutionized the survival horror genre of video games since its release. The success of the series has generated the franchise to expand and include various comics to feature films and several spin-off video games. Silent Hill is the main title for all regions released in the world, making it a rarity for Japanese horror games as some other companies changed the name outside of Japan. Uh, it's not in there, but similar to Resident Evil is Biohazard in the Japanese series. Uh, the series received its name from fictional American resort town of Silent Hill, Maine, uh which is where most of the games are set which it's not so that part of it's wrong because it was based off the place in pennsylvania and then it goes on to uh talk about a whole bunch more talking about uh how silent hill focuses on corruption in the world humanity society and explores the darkness and evil side of humanity and how humans are the true monsters pretty cool pretty
1: interesting
0: so i i wanted to look all that up before diving into the imdb side of things uh some of the stuff that it says in here is the strange, stumble, strange stumbling movements of the dark nurses when they first come alive was created by filming them walking backwards and then running the film in reverse. So it was a really cool way of how they could get the nurses having the type of movements that they had.
1: That's interesting.
0: It took director Christopher Gans five years to obtain the rights to make the film. He was given the rights after he sent Konami a video of an interview describing how much Silent Hill meant to him. Along with the interview, he sent several scenes that he filmed on his own dollar cut up and overlaid with music from the games. So you can tell that the director had a true love for the franchise, and the franchise was not just giving up the rights just to make a dollar.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Which is very good to hear. Around 100 different copies of Rose's outfit were made that started out with the soft summery colors as the movie progressed this became grayer and eventually blood red they changed, uh and the outfits were suitable so that way it was barely noticed or not suitable uh just very minimal changes each time so that's a very cool thing i noticed how her outfit was changing throughout uh but didn't quite notice to what extent so very cool how they had that attention to detail Uh, talks about how Pennsylvania was the inspiration for it, so I'll skip that. Many of the creatures in this film were played by dancers, so that way they could be flexible enough to create the required disturbing movements. And holy shit, are they disturbing. Yeah, they are. You can tell that a lot of the people who did this were contortionists.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, Creepy, creepy stuff. Uh, Robert, going to mess up his last name, Campanella, was playing Pyramid Head. He wore 15-inch high heels to make him close to 7 feet tall throughout the movie. Uh, In the witch-burning picture in the church, crew members for the movie were painted as specters watching the burning. (laughs) So that's got to be pretty cool for the crew to be thrown into the film. That's
1: pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And to add to the accumulated filth caused by the character's journey throughout Silent Hill, Radha Mitchell, who played as Rose, did not wash her hair throughout the entire filming of the movie.
1: Oh, my God. I go a couple days and I'm like... Oh, gross. Yep.
0: And they were not uh, locked down to one spot. They had a total of 165 sets and locations used Holy for the film, God. which is absolutely huge. And uh, the budget for this film must have been absolutely insane, and it was. They spent $50 million making this movie. Oh How somebody gave these people $50 million to make a movie about a franchise that is not widely known is absolutely That's crazy. amazing. Uh and I think that the box offices realized that that was a mistake, um, which is a shame. Opening weekend, it made twenty million gross the United States, forty six gross worldwide, one hundred million. So it ended up making just double its money. But typically, they want to see three or four times the yeah. uh, investment in order to consider it a success. So I, I think that it didn't have quite the success that they wanted, given them that amount of money. But overall, this movie. It's awesome. You need to check it out. Once I play all the uh video games, I'm going to do another review of this movie, rewatch it and then let you know what I think of it post playing the video games cuz I have one and two. I have an emulated version of 3 and 4. So I'm probably going to play the first four of them and then kind of go from there. May take a little bit cuz I'm in the middle of God of War Ragnarok right now, which is fucking amazing. But that's besides the point so let's dive into a scene-by-scene breakdown of this movie uh and kind of uh, go full spoilers from here so i hope that you were not here previously if you haven't watched it and you watched it but if not it is on hulu
1: yeah that's where we watched it
0: yep streaming on hulu right now it's also on all of your video on demand places go check this movie out it's definitely worth your time uh what would you say that this movie is for
1: Well, I mean, I'm not a video gamer, so I liked it. Um, I mean, really, anyone that um, kind of likes horror, that's not super... It was a little gory, but not over the top.
0: It only had a few scenes of uh, gore, I think.
1: Yeah. It's more of like a suspense film, I feel. Um, It kind of doesn't give many answers, and you're kind of looking for the whole film to kind of figure everything out. It's like a puzzle, almost
0: yeah i can see that so my suggestion is you first and foremost need to like horror movies if you do not like horror movies you're going to hate this one because it is full-blown you need to have a vivid imagination for this to be realistic and it's not a realistic movie by any means so it's not one of those oh this could happen so i can watch it type of movies you need to be able to suspend your disbelief and just go along for the ride
1: And since I didn't know kind of what this movie was, I was a little skeptical because I don't like those movies, which you know this, I don't like movies that are like based on true stories, like hauntings and stuff like that, because it gives me nightmares. Um, Let's be honest, I don't like them. Um, So I wasn't really sure going into this movie kind of what it was like. So as it was slowly creeping in, I'm thinking, I hope this isn't like, oh, by the way, this happened like five years ago in a town (laughs) next to where you live. Um, yeah.
0: And most of those based on real event movies are all complete bullshit anyway. Oh, I understand. Like I'm just the saying. The Amityville horror got so many people when that movie came out saying this is based on real events. No, what happened is some psychopath killed his family and then during his trial said that he heard voices and I, oh, Yeah. everything's fair game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, this so is based on real very, events. Um, they're very loose with the term. Yes. Uh, Alright, let's dive into it. So the movie opens with that amazing score from the video games. Uh, I believe that is the title uh, sound from the first game. Um, And as soon as it comes out of all the uh, corporate things, uh, you hear mom screaming for her daughter. So uh, Rose is screaming for Sharon, who's sleepwalking, and both her or Chris, the father, can't find the daughter. Uh, They're looking everywhere. They leave the house, and... They find her at the edge of a cliff next to a waterfall.
1: That was an amazing scene. Yeah, they
0: give a zoomed out version, and I'm a sucker for a zoomed out version <laughs> with a beautiful scenery. I say it every time. It's, it's just fucking awesome when it's you gorgeous. see that. Uh, and I, I can tell that a lot of this is not fake. Whatever, I don't care. It's awesome. It was very well done. Yes. So the daughter sleepwalks, and as she sleepwalks, she has these dreams of Silent Hill. So while mom's trying to wake her up, she's screaming, Silent Hill, Silent Hill. And uh, the daughter, when she looks down there, she doesn't see the bottom of the cliff with water below it. She sees like this huge industrial looking pit of hell. Yeah. Uh, there's the burning embers on the bottom and tons of like metal rusted out staircases all over it really cool looking and they show that many times throughout this movie um, i was
1: worried the mom was gonna like push her in <laughs> i wasn't sure where this movie was going so i go f- thought go
0: for a swim to cleanse the demons
1: i thought either the mom was gonna push her in or the girl's gonna jump over i didn't know how this was gonna start so right away my heart is racing yeah
0: yeah, we've seen some cold openings where some kids just get <laughs> fucked up. Absolutely. <laughs> Most recently, Halloween. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the mom asks the dad what they're going to do. Like, they're both freaked out by this, and neither of them have any idea. The mom keeps saying it again and again, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And as they're zooming out from them, there's this really cool visual of, like, there's this illuminated cross behind them. Um, and then we get the title card, which is done very well. It's just ashes all around it. it. looks very decrepit, very cool looking. So Rose and Sharon are now in a field, and Sharon is a sweet little girl. She's showing Mom pictures of drawings that she made, and Rose explains to Sharon that they're going to Silent Hill because she keeps talking about it while she's sleepwalking, but Sharon has no idea what she's talking about. She doesn't have any memories of Silent Hill, what it is, or why she's saying it um so from here chris is continuously calling sharon because he has no idea where they are and she keeps looking at the phone and sending them to voicemail so thankfully we're in a time of cell phones but it isn't a time of the shitty looking cell phones (laughs) it's like the nokias almost they're pretty funny looking uh so as they're walking back to the car there's this huge sign at the entrance of uh the field and it it's a bible and it states and do you not know that we will judge angels do you not know that the saints will judge the world pretty cool quote from the bible that they ended up cherry picking out of here to sound kind of demonic yeah I, i enjoy when horror movies do that when they find something from something good and turn like flip it on you to make it sound bad it's pretty cool um so Chris is back at the house and he can't get in touch with Rose. So he hops on her computer history and finds out that she was searching up the town of Silent Hill. So he instantly knows what's going on. He's yeah. going she's trying to bring the daughter to Silent Hill to figure out what's going on with these nightmares that she's having because quite frankly, she's freaked out as a parent. If your kid sleepwalks to the point where they wake up at the edge of a cliff, yeah. You need to figure that shit out. I don't know
1: if I, I necessarily, necessarily take, take her to the place that she's calling to go yeah. to but you Ma- know. maybe
0: a hospital try that yeah. first yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, you know parents be stupid um so uh from here th- they're on their way over to silent hill and rose stops at the gas station to fill her car up and sees that she's looking through sharon's pictures and finding that she changed the drawings to be some fucked up looking satan church <laughs> and uh so sharon's like why are you changing your drawings honey like doesn't say that she's freaked out but holy shit i would be yeah. she's like oh i don't know who did that mommy it's <laughs> just <laughs> super creepy yeah so she goes inside to pay for the uh gas and some motorcycle cop is being all creepy and staring at sharon in the backseat of the car by herself she just saw the mom obviously she didn't know that it was her mom she's doing her cop work uh and the kid's crying outside the car mom forces her back in the car and then goes inside so the automatically seems a little bit shady to the cops. So yeah. she's checking it out, goes up, and the daughter's just like, I don't talk strangers. Rolls the window up on that bitch and close, shuts that conversation over. I mean, good
1: for the girl for not talking to strangers.
0: Yep. So Rose is inside. Her credit card got denied, so she calls Chris. Chris canceled all of her credit cards to stop her in her tracks and pretty much find out where she is. But somehow, because it's a movie, she doesn't have to pay for her gas, even though there's a cop outside and gets to just drive away. <laughs> that part i was just like okay (laughs) so when she goes outside she sees the cop over there cops asking if she needs any help she's like nope hops in the car and drives away cop writes down her plates so they're driving over to uh silent hill and then the cop pulls her over um So the cop obviously ran the plates and found out that the husband probably reported it, is my guess. They didn't spell it out for us, but I don't think that they needed to.
1: Yeah, I think it was pretty common knowledge that the husband probably did something to show that the car was stolen. Not stolen, but... They were missing. Yeah,
0: they're missing. And it, I really enjoy the fact that the movie didn't have to spell it out for us to where the cop didn't have to go out the window and say, did you steal your child from your husband or something? Yeah. Like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I can pick that. I can pick, sort through this myself. Yeah. So before the cop gets to the window, she just tells – looks at her little girl and she's like, buckle up, honey. Fucking slams on the gas. She
1: sped away so <laughs> fast.
0: Yeah, she drove through. So the town of Silent Hill is actually gated off. Before you get to the bridge, they put up gates there so that way nobody can get there. And she just blasts right through the gates. Cops still chasing her. And we're getting these shots. It's going from inside the car to a distant shot of nothing Nothing, nothing, nothing but mountains all around. And then back into the car, and it's loud in the car. And then you go to the outside where it's completely silent. Just letting you know, there ain't shit around here. Yeah. Um. So they're driving away, and then the road starts getting very hard to see. It's very foggy. It almost looks like it's snowing. And all of a sudden, there's this little girl walking in the street. She swerves to avoid the little girl and slam on the brake, but smashes her head against the uh, steering wheel and passes out. When Rose wakes up, she sees that the door to the car is open and Sharon's gone. Sharon ran out. Um, So she walks out and you get this really, really cool visual of the uh, stuff that's falling down. You figure out that it's ashes. She grabs it and rubs her fingers and it turns into black smut. Yeah. So very, very awesome how they can get the CGI of these ashes going. And it's throughout the majority of this film. Um, uh, In the distance, you can barely see rose uh, because of the ashes awesome awesome visuals you come across the sign welcome to silent hill and some spooky music starts playing yeah (laughs) and this is something that you didn't notice you probably just thought that it was pretty cool camera work or you hated the camera work at these points but the camera work that they're doing is specific to video games in the horror genre in the late 90s, early 2000s, and it's what they call tank controls. So the camera in these video games is affixed to a certain position for different sections of the game. So like when you're running by one building the camera is going to be positioned in that building and then you run by it and then the camera will switch to another spot where it's physically Mm. positioned and then you have to run by that the controls are terrible they fucking suck (laughs) but that was the style they used for those games because it, it almost made it have like a comic book style feel and it helped the very very poor 3d graphics that they had like ps1 and n64 days they were struggling figuring out how to work with 3d graphics because they never did before and that's the solution that they came up with is tank controls and this movie does such an awesome job of bringing what feels like those tank controls to a movie setting
1: i mean i didn't know that but when you explain that's really cool
0: yeah and as they're going through like i said i've gone through about four hours of this game The buildings are familiar. You run by the drugstore. That drugstore is in the game. You run by certain street signs. Those street signs are in the game.
1: I like that they incorporate that. It really helps bring the whole thing together.
0: Yep. So uh, Rose keeps seeing uh, a little girl running away, and she's chasing her, thinking that's Sharon. The girl goes down this dark alley of stairs, and as she's going down the dark alley to chase the girl, a siren goes off. It sounds like your typical uh, fire station siren or something along those lines, but it's so freaking dark in this type of yeah. setting. Once it hits, you just feel it in your bones like, holy shit. I know. Shit. I
1: felt my heart <laughs> was racing when I heard that siren, and then you just see the visual of like how dark it is, and you see the ash.
0: Yeah, it, it turns was... pitch dark as soon as those sirens go off to the point where the only way that she can see anything is she has to use her lighter which is a pretty cool way and how they got those shots i don't know uh because obviously a a real lighter is not going to be able to give off the illumination that this does but i don't know what she was holding whether it was a goddamn blowtorch or something to get the (laughs) lights that they did but it was very cool how they did it um so she starts uh going through still chasing the little girl she can hear. Uh, Sharon whispering "Mommy," she sounds really scared, and there's amazing sound effects. It it sounds like if Nine Inch Nails made a movie soundtrack for a fucked up industrial movie, it would be that. <laughs> they and did reference. really good with it. Uh, so in the alleys, she sees this bloody body bag, and she's staring at it. But then she sees Sharon run from her, so she goes over to that. Then she sees like this. Torn up body, strung up in the chains of a chain link fence, and they're still alive. Their eyes open wide, yeah, that's and then creepy. Yeah, behind her, you just see a ton of these, like these things that were coming after her. Now is the first true sign of bad CGI. There are these things that chase her. I don't know what they were. I just called
1: them things because I wasn't really sure kind of what they were, but they were creepy as hell.
0: They were creepy, but the CGI form was not good. And it reminded me very much of the creatures from the video game when you first entered the school. They're horribly (laughs) 3D made and uh, just looked stupid. So these things look stupid. They surround her and uh, she screams, but then the darkness goes away. And she wakes up in a bowling alley, and Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire is playing, which is the perfect song for was, this movie. It's a
1: great touch. Great
0: touch. <laughs> uh, everything about hell is in that song. Went down, 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 and the flames got higher, and it burns, burns, burns. Yeah. So uh, she then is freaked the fuck out and sprints out of there to go find safety. And she's running down the road to I'm assuming go back to her car, but she just runs to a dead end in the road. And by dead end, I don't mean the road ends. I mean there's a fucking cliff where the road used to be.
1: Yeah, the whole thing is missing.
0: Uh, And then from here, there's this ragged woman. Uh, Her name is Delia, I believe. Yeah, Delia. And uh, it doesn't say it at this point. You find out later. Uh, She's mumbling to her and mentions to her that her daughter's lost. And... Uh, the woman is talking to her about how, yep, they'll do that. They'll deceive you. They'll kill your child. They did it to my baby. And then Rose is like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But my daughter, let's talk, let's focus on the subject. lady. Nobody cares about your daughter.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she pulls out her pennant and shows a picture of Sharon. And instantly Delia's like, yeah, that's my girl. And Uh, Rose has to push her out of the way because she starts like attacking her. Like, that's my girl. Why do you have a pendant of my girl? And she pushes her out of the way and runs away. And now we see Chris. Uh, He makes his way to Silent Hill. And the gate that uh, Rose blew through and broke, there's now cops sitting on the other side of it. Because the uh, deputy that chased her is now missing as well. So not only are they searching for Rose and Sharon... Uh, They knew about it because obviously the cop called it in before trying to pull him over, but the cop is missing as well. So they're questioning him, what do you know about this? Um, So he's just saying, hey, I'm just trying to find my wife. They came through here, um, and then uh, some mechanic tells him. Oh, this was before. Never mind. Rose finds a picture, so we're back to Rose, uh, drawn by Sharon. And the picture is uh, Sharon trapped inside of the school, which, once again, goes back to the video game. That's how you know to go to the school as you find it on the floor. So very cool how many references they have to the game. Too much further beyond this, and I'm not going to be able to reference them back. But very cool of uh, them being able to put that in there. Uh, She tries to call Chris to tell her that she fucked up, and Sharon's gone, but it's very staticky how it's going through. So, as she's making this phone call to him, you can see the motorcycle cop slowly approaching from the back of the vehicle. It's a very cool visual of, you can't quite tell, is it the cop, is it something else, but she comes out, and she arrests her and says, hey, you got to calm down. We're going to find the girl. But maybe you shouldn't have sped off like a fucking retard yeah, when really. I was trying to pull you over. Um, so we now find out Chris gets that message, but it's super gargled. You can only hear certain parts of it. You can hear the words Silent Hill and uh, I need help. I'm going to the school. Uh, so very select things he can hear. Um so he arrives at the gate where the cops are stationed, explains that his wife came through, and the cops are uh, telling her about the missing cop at this point. The cop, uh, the motorcycle cop, says that she's not listening to her because two years ago some man snatched a boy, brought him to Silent Hill, dropped him in a mine shaft, and left him for dead. Uh, and she thinks that's what she was there doing as well. Yeah. Um, on the way back to the station, the cop sees that the road that she traveled in on was also destroyed and turned into a cliff. So it's at this point that she's not quite believing Rose yet with all the shit that she was saying, but she's definitely open to hearing about it because that's a fucked up situation. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And she sees someone in the distance, but as she starts approaching it, her radio starts to chatter. The closer she gets, the louder the chattering on the radio gets. Once again, going back to the video game, you had a little radio with you. And when it started to gargle, you knew that there was something in the ashes next to you. So you couldn't see it until they were right on you. And the thing up ahead is all black it has no arms its legs are bent in such a weird contorted position and it walked so freaking weird and as it got close you see that it has no face and a big hole in its chest yeah and then it just leans back and sprays blood all over the cop which ends up melting her helmet and her jacket she's lucky enough to get everything off in time to make no real uh damage to her and she shoots the thing And it's at this point, Rose is like, fuck this, and runs away. She's still handcuffed, handcuffed and she runs away. Um, You see a ton more of them in the distance, too. So she's looking up at this mountain, and you see the things coming down towards her. Uh, The cop stays back. And uh, then it goes over to Rose, and she kind of sits down, like contorts her way to move her hands to the front of her body, uh, to put the cuffs in the front instead of the back, so she can still use her hands. And, uh, as she's running away, Sharon finds this bus map and it shows the path going towards the school. Very cool reference to the maps that they use in the game as well. Um and this is not specific to this game, but all video games will have something similar to that. It will show you the roads on the way to where you need to go or something along those lines. And you never see movies reference the maps that they show in these games. And you're like, how the fuck do they know where they're going in this town that they've never been? So it's pretty cool that they have that covered. So as she's walking to the school, she sees this weird church-like symbol on the stained glass in the front of the school, but just ignores it. Hey, I need to find my daughter. I don't have time for that shit. In the main office, she finds a flashlight, which is pretty cool how she finds it because it feels like you're in a video game. Once again, she's checking everything because she has no gun. She has no ammo. She's got no flashlight. And things are locked. Things aren't just convenient. Oh, there's a gun. Yeah. (laughs) There's some bullets. It's not like that at all, uh, which is awesome to see. Um, So while she's in the main office, finds the flashlight, she hears a whisper calling her. And on the wall, there are a bunch of creepy church-slash-cult-like images. Uh, Family, God, and friendship, and loyalty. And just pictures of these people from a church, but it looks like a cult. Uh, So Rose is walking around the school when some people in full chem gear, uh, like biological warfare gear, with a little bird in a cage start chasing her. And she runs through the school, and... A lot of really iconic-looking rooms that were in the video game that are beautifully done in here. As she's running and you get these tank shots of her running through the rooms, really cool-looking. I thought it was
1: cool. The, um, the outside of the school, there was a hopscotch, and it had, you know, like, the normal, like, numbers. Had and and the- hell it said hell and then it said um heaven at the top i thought that was really cool
0: i didn't see heaven on the top so one was hell and then hell
1: was in the beginning and then you have one two three four five so you're
0: trying to make your way to heaven that's pretty cool
1: yeah i thought that was really neat
0: yeah so tons of small little details in this that, that i really appreciate uh So from here, Rose finds handprints on a desk, so it lets her know to look in that desk, and inside of the handprints, it's engraved on the desk like somebody scratched in with a knife, witch. And inside, you see a notebook, uh, and the name is Alyssa Gillespie, and the book... as she grabs it, you instantly see, like, this cool, grainy, old-style footage of people calling the girl a witch and wanting to burn her. And the girl looks just like uh, Sharon, her daughter. Yeah. Um, so from here, you see a little girl running away, and she chases her, and you end up in this bathroom. Uh, and it's just like in any horror movie where they check all the stalls, and one of them's locked in, and all of a sudden, she opens the last door. Where she heard the little girl laughing, and there's this body strung up in this crazy fucking position where yeah. his feet are almost touching his head, and he's strung up in barbed wire there. And above uh, the body, they're scribbling on the wall, says, dare you, double dare you. Uh, and you can see that there's a key in the person's mouth so she has to reach in and grab the key which is the clue to the next location that she has to go I was
1: trying to figure out what she was grabbing out of his mouth
0: yeah it was i don't think that it was truly a key but it, it's the keychain that goes on the hotel keys um so from here she grabs it and goes to run out and the as soon as she opens the door, the people with the uh, cam gear are standing outside the door looking for her. So as soon as they see her, they're trying to kick the door open. But the bird that they were carrying starts chirping and they freak the fuck out and run out of there. Yeah. So you know something's about to happen. Um, so she thinks that she's saved for a second, but then the sirens begin again. She's like, oh shit, not this again.
1: I have to say I'm very impressed with her because she still has handcuffs and she's able to like accomplish all this stuff.
0: Yeah, none of it seems crazy out of the ordinary, like this could never be accomplished or anything like that either. No, but
1: I can't imagine, like, actually the actress trying to do that stuff while being completely handcuffed.
0: And not showering her hair.
1: Right. Well, maybe that's why she couldn't, (laughs) because she was still handcuffed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So as they go uh, off, darkness falls over the town, and her... Uh, she turns her flashlight on the walls. It's a pretty cool scene where the walls are like falling apart and they're leaving behind nothing but like ash. industrial look. It's mm-hmm. uh, ash, rusty, bloody metal, and stuff like that. It's very, very cool how they do it. Now, the CGI for the transitions are not the best, but they're also not as bad as those things from the beginning of the film. So the creature that was in the bathroom stall starts coming out and it is fucking awesome looking this thing comes out and as it touches the wall and the wall kind of like grows veins or something like it turns alive and i looked over at you and you had this face like oh my fucking
1: god (laughs) i'm gonna have nightmares about this tonight
0: (laughs) Yeah, somebody who does not like horror movies, this one probably scared the shit out of you. This is a creepy, creepy creepy-looking dude.
1: Especially because I didn't know where this story was going. So, like, they're kind of referencing this Alyssa girl, and she looks like the girl, trying to think if she's possessed, like... I really was confused at this point, and I thought I was going to get the answers, and then this guy shows up, and I'm like, oh, I'm out. Oh, so
0: we're getting monsters instead of answers. Perfect.
1: (laughs) I was freaked out.
0: Yeah. So uh, she sees that, and she's freaked out. So she just fucking runs. She hightails Mm -hmm. out of there. And as she's running through the school, there are bodies just hung everywhere. And there's these giant insects that are like she goes into this one room. These giant insects are just attacking and killing the fuck out of those dudes that were in the chem gear. They are destroying them. Um, They're kind of like what the hell are uh, scabs uh, the Egyptian things. What the fuck are they called? scabber whatever Uh, giant beetles let's call them you you guys know what I'm talking about they're in the mummy Uh, (laughs) so she sees the pits of the abyss of hell and the fire and the girl who looks like Sharon but isn't Sharon is frantically drawing on paper like super creepy kid images so she's the one that was drawing those images not Sharon but this Alyssa girl Uh, so Chris and the officer are in the school at the same time. Like they were traveling the streets looking for him on a loud horn. And then they eventually get to the school and they're in the school looking for him. But it appears like it's at a future time or time just before they just missed him. And it's very clever how they have it done and he can smell her. He smells her perfume. So he knows that he was in the same spot and Rose uh, fell and she wakes up and she sees, fucking pyramid head walking towards her which i reference him as pyramid head that's what they call him in the video game it's that dude with the giant helmet thing
1: yeah
0: awesome looking bad guy holy shit so this movie's got a lot of really really cool monsters who aren't the true like focus of this movie but they are awesome awesome side pieces uh and he starts walking towards her with all the insects around him and as Rose is crying on the floor, like clearly gave up. She's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. She sees the insects coming towards her. She doesn't do anything. She's ready to die. Uh, the cop grabs her and pulls her out of there. Uh, her name is Sybil. You don't find that out till a little bit later. Um so the one of the insects gets in this room that they jump into. The cop Sybil stomps on it, but it's this disgusting-looking thing with like an angry face. <laughs> uh, the CGI of it when it showed just one, not very good. I don't think you saw because I saw you jotting notes down. Yeah. So Sybil takes her cup saw. Uh, handcuffs off of her, and then you hear the large sword being dragged, and then Pyramid Head just shoves his fucking six-foot sword into the room so many times, through the metal and everything, just trying to kill them, but they're far enough back to where the sword can't reach them. Eventually, uh, Pyramid Head and all the insects walk away, the insects die, and then they turn back into the wall, and everything kind of fixes itself. Uh, Rose mentions to Sybil that she found this hotel key and she thinks that her girl's in there she thinks that's a clue so they need to go over there uh we're back to chris chris is escorted out by the cops who are telling him everything's going to be fine but you need to leave this town and chris calls uh the records department to try and get the police records on silent hill but the receptionist just won't give them to him he's like obviously these are police records you can't have them sorry yeah so they found a woman anna in the motel as well and she was throwing stones at the old lady from before um what was her name uh dahlia so anna was throwing rocks at dahlia the old lady from the beginning of the film and calling her a sinner uh or something along those lines she's a very very faith slash cult sounding person yeah (laughs) uh she's looking for food for her mother and she sees uh the symbol again and Anna says, Oh, it's a symbol of our unity and faith. So Sybil finds the same type of key that Rose had and found she instantly starts looking in the key drawer and finds a picture of uh from Sharon, but it's in the slot for room one eleven. So she mentions that and they say, Okay, we gotta go there. At the same time, Chris is breaking into the records room of the town and searches for the files from Silent Hill. And I wrote down – I fucking love how in movies they can go through a whole goddamn room of millions, probably hundreds of thousands of records and find, find what the they're right looking one. for within 10 seconds. Yeah, Like I bet it's in this box and – oh, there's – Probably about 10,000 pages in this box. I guess it's this one. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) So Chris finds a picture that looks exactly like his daughter, and he calls the orphanage where they adopted the daughter. So I constantly referenced uh, Sharon as the daughter, but it's an adopted daughter. But they've had her since she was a little baby, so they treat her like that's their daughter because it is. Um, Anna is telling Sybil and Rose, uh, we're wandering far from the refuge here. We probably shouldn't be here. But she decides to stick around anyway and help them. And they keep searching the room, uh, which isn't where it should be. So they pass room 109, 110, and then they're at 112. They can't find room 111. But there's this huge portrait there, and, and it's like, oh, that's the first burning. And it's a picture of them burning a girl to death, yeah. uh, like a witch almost. Um and Rose is like this is it and she cuts through the painting and finds out that it's room 111. This room leads to another building by jumping across the balcony and Rose sees the little girl uh that looks like Sharon but obviously isn't and chases her and uh she needs to do some like crazy parkour over scaffolding <laughs> that looks like an infinite hell below her but she whatever hardcore parkour uh and she hardcore, makes it, <laughs> she makes it across with no problem and the little girl is crying in the corner until she reaches it she turns around and it looks exactly like sharon but it's Alyssa, and she she kind of knows that's Alyssa at this point she mentions are you Alyssa?" the girl from the book and the girl says look at me i'm burning and then she, Like, her arms get set on fire, and then she disappears. But you can tell that she didn't just imagine it because there was a piece of her clothing still there. So Anna knows uh, about her, but she doesn't say anything about it. She says, oh, yeah, okay. And then she sees the birds uh, flying away from the pit, and she's like, we need to leave. Like, right now, the darkness is coming. So they're using the birds to detect when these things are going to be coming. Apparently the monsters only come out at certain points of the day and they can tell by the birds when they're going to be coming. So they run out of the place and then the sirens start. And Anna sees the church isn't too far, but she stops as soon as she sees it because it's that Satan church that she saw in Sharon's pictures from before. So she has this really bad feeling about it. And as all the locals are fleeing into the church, Rose finally... Excuse me, finally decides to go into the church, but then Dahlia is outside and she's telling her, Do not go in there. Uh, these people are evil worshipers, or something along those lines. And stalls are long enough to where it becomes complete blackness outside. So they run inside. Uh, Sybil and Rose make it in, but Anna, Anna does not make it in in time. She's running up a pyramid head, grabs her by the throat. And then he lifts her up, walks up the steps to where she's at the entrance of the door. With one grab, rips off all of her clothing. With one grab, grabs her by the chest, twists, and then pulls all of her fucking skin off. And then grabs the skin and chucks it at the entrance of the door. And uh, Rose and Sybil just get soaked in blood.
1: I literally said I can't believe she got her skin ripped off what the fuck?
0: <laughs> Pyramid Head is the fucking man. <laughs> it, I was not awesome. prepared
1: for that. I figured it was going to be a gruesome something like when she got caught by him but I literally gasped. I was like, what?
0: Yep. Um, And as soon as they shut the door, they're soaked in blood. The whole church sees this happen and they're just like, what the fuck? Witches! Witches! <laughs> It was funny how it happened. Uh, the, the cult stuff, when you have everybody there, it's a little bit silly. I will say that. Yeah. Um, But everybody's there. They're instantly declaring them witches because they led Anna to her death. And the leader of the cult, Christabella, comes out, and somebody's like, oh, it's their fault that Anna's dead. And the woman's like, hey, it's not their fault. That was Anna's fault. She went too far into the devil's playground. So we all need to pray for her, and they all go and they pray. And we're back to the orphanage now. Chris is there fucking harassing a nun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny how it happens. He's just like, okay, I know that I'm supposed to be in here, but he's grabbing her and shaking her. You need to tell me where my daughter is. And the cop's also there. And he handcuffs him, but then he brings him to a room and sits down and explains things to him. Did
1: you notice who the cop was?
0: No, he kind of looked familiar.
1: He's, how do you say it? He's Traeger Tig from Sons of Anarchy. Okay, and I could not stop thinking about it. Like
0: that's right. I'm looking at the picture now. Kim Coates is his name. Officer Thomas Gucci,
1: which yes. is the dumbest
0: name ever. But yeah, absolutely. I can see Sons of Anarchy all over him.
1: So when I first spotted him in the movie, I right away recognized him.
0: He doesn't no. have the facial hair in this though, and no. that's what gave him away. As right. uh, so he's he's
1: not, he's the only one that I actually knew out of the movie. So then during the whole movie, I kept I kept thinking. Go get your motorcycle. Go get your motorcycle. (laughs) I can't help it. When I recognize an actor or actress, it bothers me unless I can figure out where I see them from. But right off the top of my head, I knew who he was.
0: Yep. So uh, Chris shows the cop the photo of his daughter that he found in the records. And the cop, uh, Gucci, they keep calling him. Stupid ass name, by the way. Yeah. They should have definitely gave him a different name. But whatever. So Mr. Gucci uh explains to him the night of the fire, fanatics did terrible stuff to that child. Obviously that picture is not your child, it's somebody who looks like your child. And now he has two choices because he doesn't need to know about this. He can either go home or he's gonna put him in jail. So we're back at the church. Christabel is walking around with Rose and Sybil asking about their faith. Like, do you believe? And they keep dancing around the question and uh so. I was
1: going to say, was there a reason that Christabella and Alyssa, or whatever her name is, why they have the exact same dress? Um. I noticed that, I wasn't sure if it was because, like, they were at the school together.
0: Yeah, I did not notice that they had the same dress. Yeah, it
1: was the exact same dress, same color. That's when I started thinking, well, maybe this Melissa person is the Chris about – so then I'm starting to get a little confused.
0: Okay. Yeah, I didn't notice that at all. Uh, Maybe
1: maybe it's just they happen to have the same color dress.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, So she's asking them about their faith, and they're kind of dancing around it, but they're being nice enough about it. Rose is like, well, maybe your faith can help me. At my daughter. She's not saying, No, I don't believe in your stupid faith. Fuck off. She's using that as an advantage. And Christabel's being nice in return. Christabella on the way out, she was telling him, uh, only the demon knows where your daughter is, but we know where the demon is. It's at the deepest core of evil. And that's the ho- over at the hospital. Uh Christabella at- on the way out grabs Rose's pennant. She dropped her pennant and she put it in her pocket. Um, so Christabella makes Rose stare at the map when they first get into the church. She's like, I need you to stare at this because this is what's going to be the difference of you finding your way there and back or not. Uh, so she's just staring there, staring at the map, just reciting it over and over and over in her head. And, uh, Christabel looks at her and she's like, I will pray for you but I won't expect you to return. So she's being nice enough at this point, despite her being in charge of a cult. Um, (laughs) And she, uh, they open the elevator for them to go down. They give her a light. They say, Hey, just so you know, this light is going to draw those things to you, but you're not going to be able to see shit without it. And, Christabel is like, hey, sorry, we're used to being scavengers around here. I found this, and this is yours. And she goes to give her a pennant back, but the pennant is open, and she looks at the picture and sees that it – her daughter's picture on there, but it looks just like that Alyssa girl. And she instantly just dubs her as a witch. So 180% switching her. She went from yeah. being super nice to you're part of the problem. Yeah. Um, so at this point, Sybil just turns into a fucking badass. She sends Rose into the elevator by herself, and she's just using her little nightstick to beat the fuck out of all of, uh, uh, Christabella's henchmen, basically. And she's beating the shit out of them, and she, she goes down, um, Rose goes down the elevator, and then after that, uh, Sybil pulls out her gun, because there's six on one. And she pulls the trigger knowing that she doesn't have any bullets left. So they beat the fucking shit out of her with lead pipes, and your heart just like breaks for this woman. Yeah. It really does. You feel for her because you like this character quite a bit. Sybil is a very awesome character, and it seems like they kill her. Because, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Christabel gives the head nod for them to finish it off it seems like so from here we got rose she makes it to the bottom and that elevator seems to go down forever
1: i I thought holy cow yeah it's a big building
0: obviously it it refers to the almost parallel universe that she's traveling into that that's how i perceive this movie to be is like parallel universes Mm -hmm. So she gets to the bottom, and then there's nothing but rusty, dark, bloody hallways and corridors. And they're pitch black until she turns her light on. And she's going through, and she's going through the corridors based on the memory of her uh, looking at the map until she's stunned by this stopped by this nightmarish fucking hallway filled to the brim with nurses who are frozen in place with no face on them, like super fucked up features... Um and every one of them is holding a
1: shiv they
0: all have a knife and they're like making these like weird fucking gestures going towards the light and she realizes that she has to turn that off so she turns off the uh light. She's like, alright, I can do this. And while she has the light off, they're all mostly frozen in place. They have twitches and stuff like that, which are fucking terrifying. Yeah. The shot was shot so freaking well. So as she's going through, she slowly walks through them. Mm-hmm. They can sense motion, so the first one that finally detects her just instantly goes to slash her throat, but she slashes the throat of one of the other nurses. And the motion of her slashing gets every other one signal that there's motion, I need to start slashing. So they're all just fucking each other up. And she made to the other side. She turned the light on to distract them all towards that so that way she could get away. And she finds the room that she's supposed to go into, opens it, and then there's blinding white light. And then Alyssa tells her, Congratulations, Rose. You made it here. You did it. Now here's your reward. Your reward is the truth. And then it goes into this huge monologue about how Alyssa was a good girl lissa was uh that homeless lady's daughter um i have to keep looking back to dahlia or delia or whatever it is she was her daughter and uh christabella explained to uh dahlia that her daughter is evil because She didn't know who the father was. So they thought that the daughter, Alyssa, was born out of a demon or something like that and that she would restore the innocence and purity of Alyssa. And she convinced the mother to give up her daughter to this cult to help bring her daughter back to being pure because she believed. And what they ended up doing is they burned her. Uh, like, And not just, like, set her on fire. It was super <laughs> fucked up. They had it set up almost like a roaster above the fire, and they yeah. put the little girl and chained her down to it. Yeah. And Gucci, Detective Gucci, was there, and he helped free her, and that's how he got those massive burns on his hands to where he was only wearing gloves throughout yeah. the majority of the yeah, film. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, so he helped her escape, but she was badly, badly... Uh, damaged and she stayed at the hospital and I wrote down this whole quote that they had in here because it was awesome so this person was Alyssa or the little girl was talking said Alyssa was so lonely and hurt and scared they should have known better than to hurt her so badly when you're hurt and you're scared for so long your fear and pain turns into hate and your hate starts to change the world so uh What happened was Alyssa was in the ICU, uh, the burn unit, and she she was just absolutely horrible. Um, The mother came in to see her and stabbed her eyes out or something like that. Uh, The nurse, she made the nurse stab her eyes out for staring at her. And then this demon came in and Alyssa invited the demon in to get revenge because she had so much hate inside of her so Alyssa gave herself in when Rose opens her eyes she's in the room where Alyssa was treated in the hospital and the demon says I have so many names but right now I'm the dark part of Alyssa and she finds out that Sharon is Alyssa's daughter at this point so her daughter is actually the daughter of Alyssa Um, she says for 30 years uh They've denied their faith, and now is the end of days, and I am the Reaper. Fucking awesome lines. This whole scene of explanation, usually I hate data dumps, this is amazing how they do it. And this demon that they have in here is freaking awesome, and the lines that they come up with are great. So Rose decides that she's going to help the demon because – they're going to purify Shannon just like they purified Alyssa.
1: Yeah, and she doesn't want that to happen. No,
0: she she cares very much about her daughter. So she accepts the demon into her, so the demon enters her soul now. The demon's no longer in Alyssa. And the reason that they did this is because the demon could not enter the church. But she can. Right. So the homeless lady, uh, I keep calling her the homeless lady, Dahlia, Um, who we just found out is Sharon's godmother, is trying to protect uh, Sharon, so she's the one who has her. She's trying to keep her safe throughout this entire thing, but Christabella is there with her goons, and then they capture her. So Chris is released by the police, and he's told to lead the town, and the officers tell Officer Sybil, uh, tell him that Officer Sybil Bennett is the uh, officer that's missing, and she knows what she's doing because she's the one who found that boy that was abductive. Stayed with him the entire three days until help arrived and was able to get them out.
1: So, she, so the um, daughter and the mother are in good hands because of the acts of this um, heroic cop.
0: Yep. They know that the cop is in there. The cop's going to help her out. So back at the church, they're prepping the center of the church to be like this uh, huge cleansing thing. Basically, they're getting to... Get ready to set fire to it. Yeah, and, a
1: bonfire. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sybil is tied up on a ladder, like super high up, and she sees Sharon in there. She's like, Don't be scared. Your mom's looking for you. She's going to come and get you. And uh, they decide to burn Sybil first because she's talking. And Christabel, you can definitely tell, does not want these people talking in front of her congregation because they don't want her to change their minds. Right. And It is such a fucking dark and twisted way that they kill her. They set the fire, and they lower the ladder to where she's like 15 feet above it, to where she's slowly roasting to death, like super slowly. And you're feeling every bit of this. It Man, it makes you feel dirty inside. Very well done. Um, So she eventually gets set on fire due to the temperatures on her, and the people in the church are cheering for it. It was just crazy.
1: Um, I mean, you know that they do these type of rituals quite often because it's not odd for them to see somebody burning like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back to the first burning, which was Alyssa, and you had all the people there, and the people were cheering it on. Right. So they're so invested in this cult that they're completely blind to what they're doing at this point. And – Christabel is saying to rid of the to rid the world of this demon, we must first burn this child. But then Rose comes in, and she, Rose is now a fucking badass. She's like, "That's not gonna happen," and she can't believe all the mayhem that she sees inside of there. She sees Sybil burnt to a crisp on a ladder. The people in the church are hitting her. She's coming in and spitting on her, and she ignores them, um, and says that you're all damned, Rose. You can't burn me. You burn everything that you're afraid of. You're a coward. Uh, you, you're just trying to hide from your own fears. But now you cower in the, fake of, uh, you cower in the face of Alyssa's revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking awesome lines awesome in this line. movie. Man, the writers did such a good job. And I'm curious how much of this came from the video games because, man, I'm excited to play them now. <laughs> she said, you're alone in this limbo and God is not here. And then Christabella stabs her uh, to kill her, to get her to stop talking. And then what she actually did by stabbing her is letting the demon's blood hit the church floor, and as soon as that happened, darkness fell in the church. Uh, that was a
1: great scene. So in the one drip of blood start to, you know, rot away the, the, the cult, I guess.
0: Rose gets up and this awesome church organ start to play, and behind Rose you have a painting of the burning, and Behind her, you now start to see barbed wire start to come up from the pits of hell in a bed with Alyssa on it, rise from the depths, and holy fuck is this scene metal. Yes. I love it. Yes. So this scene turns into Rose, like all the demon comes out of her, and it kind of heals the stab wound. So Rose runs to go get Sharon as the barbed wire just begins to wreak fucking havoc on all of these uh, people inside of the church it is absolute madness yeah i just lost my place i hit a button
1: it the barbed wire um reminded me of when we saw that guy in the bathroom stall um, having all been tied up with the barbed wire. So you can see how it ties in from the beginning to the end here.
0: Yeah. So the barbed wire goes through. It's, it's killing everybody. It's hanging people. It picks up Christabella and kind of holds her in like a cross position. It's just destroying people. And then all of a sudden the demon comes out of the pit of hell and stares up at Christabella. The barbed wire pulls her legs apart, reaches in through her undercarriage. Don't want to get vulgar with it, despite being vulgar as shit. And the barbed wire rips out of her stomach, out of her mouth, out of the top of her head, out of her ears, and then just rips Rips her her in half. half. Blood, guts everywhere. Fucking awesome. Dahlia looks at Alyssa on the medical bed and is like, what has become of you? You want nothing but revenge and death. And the demon then approaches Rose and Sharon upstairs, and Sharon just keeps saying, don't look at her, don't look at her, don't look at her. But then Sharon opens her eyes and looks at the demon. The demon smiles, and they black out. They wake up in the church, and it's the next day. You can see all the light out and uh, just carnage everywhere. Dahlia is downstairs, and as they go to leave the church, she's like, "Why didn't they take me?" And Rose quoted the line that somebody else said before—I think that it was Sybil—of, "Uh, because you're her mother, and mother is God in the eyes of a child." Very cool line. And they make it to her car; it starts, like, unlike it didn't, unlike it did before. And the nightmare seems to finally be over. They drive home. So Rose goes to call Chris. And he hears his phone ring and goes to pick it up, and the voicemail picks it up, and all he can hear is static. Uh, But then it goes back to her, and she says, I made it out. We're coming home. Rose makes it home, and it's still super foggy, super ashy. They get inside the house. Inside of the house, it's even super foggy, super ashy. And we snap over to Chris's view, and it's super clear inside. It's raining outside, but it's super clear. And... Uh... Rose sits on the couch next to him, and Chris wakes up and he can feel the presence. The front door's open, but she's not in there, and the car's not there. Credits roll.:
1: Yeah, that's where it lost me. I, I
0: figured that you'd be a little bit confused there. So my take of this is when the demon looked at him, it killed them.
1: both of them died
0: but it freed their spirit it let them leave Uh -uh. so whether they were dead this whole time i don't think so i think that they were fully alive but the demon was using them so that way the demon could get in the church and cast revenge upon all those people but it it went back on its deal of letting them go it was solely using them as a host to be able to get into this church and then kill them but allowed their uh, bodies to leave to where they went back home but they weren't really there.
1: I just have to laugh because when we were going to start this movie, it had like nine minutes left, and that's the last scene was when Chris opened the door and you saw the rain. And you said, wouldn't it be funny if you just reviewed it from this point on? Come to find out, that's the one part that had me mixed up. Yep. Kind of funny.
0: So very cool ending to the movie. took me a second to get it, but once I got it, I was like, man. That's dark as shit. Yeah. It it's, really is. it's a very bleak. It's a very grim movie. There's very little bright lights at the end of the tunnel. Uh but that's right up my alley. So very, very good movie. I know that we ran a little bit past we normally tip typically keep this about an hour. This is gonna be closer to an hour fifteen. But I appreciate you being here with us. If you're one of our new listeners that we gained from uh messaging on instagram messages back uh let us know what you thought of this movie hit us up on facebook jump in the polls let us know what you think of these type of movies we are a very new podcast so any type of reviews that you can give us on uh apple podcast spotify or anywhere that you listen to this podcast is greatly greatly appreciated more than you could ever know uh, hitting the share button on this to share it to some of your friends or recommending this to one person would be very big and anything is really appreciated even if it's just hey you click on us once a week you listen to what we got to say right. and you go about your next one that's deeply appreciated as well so we appreciate you being here very much be interactive as you can or if yeah. you don't want to just listen that's fine as yeah. well so until the next time this is the harzad podcast i'm phil and
1: i'm stacy
0: we'll catch you next time